All right, well, welcome to this episode of the Texas Tech Edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jackson Moody, and I am coming to you from the great Big 12 state of Colorado. It is all but official. The ink's drying by the time you're listening to the po- this podcast. think ink will likely be dry on the contract for CU Colorado to come back to the Big 12 and... Wow. Uh, did not expect this today. I wanted to talk about a couple guys. Texas Tech was confirmed to be getting Gavin Jones, Mac Hauer, um, which we'll get into. Wanted to preview the Tech QB room, their special teams. I'll probably postpone that. We'll, we'll do the positional group previews. It's uh, a different week for obvious reasons. This is massive news, and we're going to talk about it starting now. All right, so I actually work in Boulder, Colorado, so I spent all day today in Boulder, Colorado. I'll spend most of tomorrow in Boulder. But this tweet actually broke. So it broke from Pete Thamel at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time, which is kind of funny because we have a sales huddle from 3 to 3.30 and then come out and see this tweet. But from Pete Thamel, quote, Colorado is in discussions about leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12 per ESPN sources. There's just completed board meeting and one scheduled for tomorrow on the topic. There's Big 12 presidents meeting tonight, which will cover expansions per sources. And then coming later today, and by the way, they're not putting this out. Pete Thamel is not putting this out. He's not Greg Swain. He's not MH Ver. He's not a conspiracy theorist like those two guys. He's only putting it out if it's happening. But today, just over an hour ago, and I'm recording this 10.32 uh, Mountain Time, sources, the Big 12 presidents and chancellors voted unanimously Wednesday night on a conference call to accept Colorado as a new member. Colorado still has not formally applied for Big 12 membership, which is expected to happen tomorrow. But tonight's Big 12 vote marks another necessary step towards Colorado joining the Big 12. And there was confirmation from Brett McMurphy that CU will be joining the Big 12 in 2024. So in likely less than a year, CU will officially be a Big 12 program. And I got to say, it has been hilarious. I mean, Utah pig bus, uh, Tony Altemeyer, who's using a 35, 50-year-old picture as his profile pic on Twitter, uh, who's been, uh, at one point, Altimore was comparing Big 12 fans who thought CU was coming to sexual predators. It has been fun to watch their downfall, to watch them be completely and utterly proven wrong. And I want to give a shout out here. I want to give a shout out to a podcast that's probably a very bad podcast, but I already have it downloaded. I will be listening to it tomorrow without a doubt. It is the No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. And I just want to point out, they have five hosts here. And obviously from the name, they probably look down on the Big 12 and the teams in the Big 12, the cities in the Big 12, the fan bases of Big 12 schools a bit just by the name and i'm sure there's people that listen to this that agree with them politically that still have an appreciation for this but it is quite funny when i looked at them one of them had i hate sports in their bio 
Two of them had their pronouns in the bio, and the other two had leftists in the bio. And it looks like it's just 40 plus minutes of them trying to find a way that the Pac-12 can stay alive, which it, it can. It's going to look a lot like the Mountain West. Um, I don't know really other than Oregon State and Washington State what teams will stay there rather than go independent. But if you want to laugh at somebody who's been laughing at the Big 12 for the past two years and listen to their meltdown, that is a great podcast to check out. I'm excited to listen to that tomorrow. I only listened to a bit. It was mainly them just complaining or or saying, why would any other school join the Big 12? Which, obviously, they'll be proven wrong. And from Jason Shear, who covers the Arizona Wildcats, it's reported that there's another non-corner, non-four-corner school that is heavily in consideration, and a lot of people are saying that could be Oregon. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if they come in here, they will have a good path to the playoff every year. They will be competitive in the conference. They will bring in that fourth time zone. You now have two schools in that mountain time zone, and I don't think they'd be opposed to playing night games. I really can't wait, by the way, to watch a kid that came from a town of less than 4,000 people whose high school coach was his dad to drop 500 yards on Deion Sanders' defense in Boulder next year. That will be a lot of fun. But if you're Arizona today, if you're Oregon today, if you're Washington today, and you haven't got a call from the Big Ten, mainly for the last two, you have to think they are eyeing big the Big 12 very heavily right now. And Arizona would be a good ad. They still carry the state of Arizona more than Arizona State does. Oregon would be a great ad. Washington would be a great ad. Maybe not culturally 100% other than Arizona, but just from a business standpoint from watching games you can watch games from the central time zone of course 11 a.m 2 30 p.m 6 p.m 7 p.m you can have your last kickoff at 9 p.m at night from the central time zone and you will have big 12 football on from 11 a.m till midnight to 1 a.m 13 to 14 straight hours of football and you were going to get that anyway with BYU. Now you can definitely get that from CU. And not just on a every few week basis. But on a almost every single week basis. And for anybody that stayed up to watch that Baylor-BYU game. That was a horrible football game. Horrible football game. Um, I mean, it was exciting. It was close. It wasn't the best played game. And neither team ended up being as good as we thought they would be by the end of the year by a long shot, but that was still a really exciting early season game that everybody tuned in to watch. The TV numbers that you'll be doing, and I cannot wait to wake up in Denver, Colorado at some point next year, go up to Boulder. I'll probably just park at my work and take an Uber from there or just walk there. I also got a buddy who uh, went to law school at CU that knows how to use the bus pretty well. May ask him for advice there and watch Tech. I really hope that's a road game to Boulder next year. I really hope that uh, we get to go to Boulder next year. That'd be very convenient for me. But, man, it you just think about having one, maybe even some weeks, two games in that 9 p.m. Central slot, and I get it. I get 
okay, you don't want to stay up that late. I understand the opposing point of view, and maybe you don't make West Virginia ever play in that 9 p.m. slot. Or UCF, you can still bully them around for a few years. You can you can force them to play those games. But it's once a year, maybe once every other year, that you have to stay up to watch a road game in that 9 p.m. slot. And I'm sorry, uh, I have a great uh, drink for you. If you like to drink and watch the games, you put some vodka in there in a cup. You put some Red Bull in a cup. You put ice in it. You may want to put the ice first. But uh, I, I think that will do the job to get you through that one week every year. You go to the late service on Sunday morning, you'll be fine. Everybody's going to be okay. But this is just a huge ad. And after a 12-year, almost 12-plus-year mistake, of CEU joining the Pac-12 in which they've lost $70 million in TV revenue as opposed to if they would have stayed in the Big 12. $70 million. They finally come back. They are finally done with hemorrhaging money. And they were smart to be the first team to come. Because say you pull Arizona first, then Oregon jumps, then Washington jumps, and then what if, what if Brett Yormark says, okay, we have four Western schools, BYU, Arizona, Oregon, Washington. We want to do four 14 pods. We'll keep the Texas teams together. We'll keep the old big eight teams together. Then you have UCF, West Virginia, Cincinnati, and then we'll add UConn in the East. CU could have been in trouble then. If Arizona jumped first, I don't think they're in. I don't think Arizona's in that much trouble, because that's obviously a school that Brett Yormark would like. They're in the third, fourth time zone. Depends on the year, but it was really smart for a CU to jump early, and it is kind of admitting a mistake. And I'm sure a lot of the administrators are gone, but man, the Big Twelve compared to where it was two years ago today, were Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, TCU, Baylor, were all eyeing the Pac-12. George Klyovkov, Klyovkov, whatever it is, it's going to be irrelevant soon because he's going to be fired soon, decided, and the presidents decided, of the two universities that abandoned him, that he didn't see coming, that he pulled a Bob Bowlesby on, decided, you know what? Those schools don't fit in academically. We don't want them. Well, I really, really hope that Fresno State and Boise State and Colorado State's academics are more up to your standards because that's what you're going to be stuck with. And by the way, for, what, 30-plus years, they flirted with BYU. They play non-con games with them because it was convenient. They are a national brand, and I I don't know if it was actually Bob Bowlesby pulling the strings. It was probably Brett Euromark. But they were a national brand and they said, no, you're too religious for us. And even Utah fans today are saying, oh, they're a bunch of religious weirdos in the Big 12. Well, okay, fine. Enjoy your life in the Mountain West. Enjoy going back and playing on the blue turf of, turf of Boise. Enjoy playing Utah State every year. Enjoy playing San Jose State. You'll have a lot of fun doing that if you want to stay there. And uh, coming up, I'm going to do the uh, start, bench, and cut 
of the nine remaining Pac-12 schools. All right, so I'm assuming the goal is to get to 16 teams. That would be my goal if I'm the Big 12. That puts you on par with the Big 10. That puts you on par with the SEC. And that puts you either one or two ahead of the ACC. I'm sorry. I I couldn't care less about the ACC. But the three I would immediately take is Oregon, Washington, and Arizona. And now, I know what you're thinking. What if Oregon and Washington are just short-term rentals? What if they're short-term rentals? That's okay to me. I am okay with them being short-term rentals. Because worst-case scenario, they go to the Big Ten in two years. That's if conference realignment really takes off. Or five years, sorry. That's if conference realignment really takes off. And they see that the SEC is going to be making moves. You know what that means for Texas Tech? And the Big 12, first the Big 12, are you any less stable if you take them and have to take, say, Oregon State, Arizona State, Utah, Washington State later? You're really not. Then if you don't take them now, you're really not. Maybe it creates this veal or veil of instability, but are you really unstable? You survived Texas and OU leaving. Neither of those two schools are bigger than Texas and OU. Say they take them with Stanford and Cal, who I don't want anyways. That's fine. That's fine. And from a Texas Tech perspective, you'd have to think they'd want to get a couple schools in Texas if the SEC doesn't come calling. What that also gives Texas Tech the opportunity to do, because when this came around two years ago, you had a big fan base. You had a loyal fan base. You had pretty good facilities. You had really good basketball and baseball. Your baseball is going to stay on track, or it should. And it's not that big of a decider. Your basketball should be getting better under Grant McCasland. Your football two years ago was not good at all. And now you have developed some serious momentum behind your football program in the last 18, 19, 20 months. It should only continue on that track. And your facilities are only going to get better. And if they want to take one or two schools from Texas, and it's still a bit doubtful that they want to take TCU or Baylor because of the private school thing, or not doubtful, but there's some doubt there, You have a great chance over the next five years to continue your upwards football trajectory and put yourself in a good position to be one of the first teams if if the Big 12 gets completely picked apart. And that Texas market is going to be attractive. You still carry a lot of weight in DFW. You carry a lot of weight over the state. You're a public school with a huge fan base, with a lot of NIL to work with, and it's not old money like it is in Waco. It's new money coming in. This, even if you add Oregon and Washington and they jump, it would still be a great, a great thing for the big, for the big 12 and Texas tech for the next five years. And it would position Texas tech in a really good spot to make a jump. If you ever, if they ever go to two complete mega conferences. So now that I established the three that I would start, here's the three I would bench. Arizona State, 
Utah State, or not Utah State, Utah. Might as well call them Utah State. They're about to be Mountain West level anyways. Um, and Oregon State. Those would be the next three I would want. I like Oregon State's fan base. Their coach is really good. They punch up in basketball. They'd be a good addition in baseball. They'd be the third of the ones that I would like. I'd like Arizona State. I, you know, you're close to them. You've played them a lot odd in the non-com before. Their basketball has been pretty decent lately. Um, their baseball could use some work, but I'd like Arizona State there as well. And then Utah, look, Utah does not any add anything in baseball, does not add anything in basketball. Their biggest accomplishment is two Rose Bowl losses. Losses. One of the years they got in the Rose Bowl, they lost to BYU that season. Yes, they add the Holy War, but if you leave Utah desperate, if you leave them in the Mountain West, and they are annoying, they snub their noses up at BYU, even though BYU has a natty and they don't. If you leave them in the Mountain West, they'll be desperate to get games with BYU anyways. And you can negotiate the terms that we get the TV rights for it. You can get a good cut of it. But those are still our TV rights. And I don't know if they could say no to that. I really don't. I mean, they'd be in that position. And they can keep waiting for the Big Ten to come calling. And by the way, the Big Tens also went out and said, they're really not focused on expansion right now. They're focused on getting USC and UCLA in there. And by the way, just in comparison of the Big Ten and Big 12, if you can add Oregon and Washington, Oregon would be your blue blood. They're your anchor. Yes, they have Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, kind of, USC. They'll say they have UCLA. UCLA could easily flop once they get there. USC can do a disappearing act, too. They've been known for doing disappearing acts. We'll have to see what actually happens there. But if you can get Utah, or if you can get Oregon, you continue to have TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State develop, Kansas State, Iowa State develop. You have Cincinnati, you have West Virginia, who historically has been pretty good. You have UCF, who looks like they're prime to be a really big school in the future. You have the recruiting grounds of Houston. You can you can definitely be better than the Big Ten and make it so Oregon doesn't want to leave. And then three I would cut, Stanford and Cal, I want nothing to do with them. They are complete trash. Uh, they don't care about sports. I want nothing to do with them. I don't want to have to go to Northern California. I don't want to have to interact with their fan base. I want absolutely nothing to do with or, or with Cal and Stanford. And then Washington State, I don't see what they add. I, I really don't. They're not that good at basketball. They're nothing in baseball. And their football is okay. I, I don't see what else they add. Also, I will say, in addition to this, I work in Boulder. So last year, actually, as the news broke with USC, UCLA leaving, and CU being rumored last summer to the Big 12, I, uh, I attempted to go to campus and ask people their opinions on it because we kind of had a, um, 
uh, work outing that I had a couple uh, hour, hour and a half that I could try to make myself seem important. This year, I have a Big 12 Men's Basketball Championship credential. I'm going to put that over me. Uh, I'm going to try to go to Boulder and get people's opinions tomorrow. That could be posted later in the week, probably on Friday. So stay tuned for that one. But the Big 12 is in a great spot. Texas Tech is also in a great spot, especially if you get to Oregon and Washington. And even if you don't, you're still in a great spot. You... There's not enough words to say about how the Big 12 has survived this. I mean, the ACC cannot add anyone. They can't add anyone. Their group of rights, if they open up that group of rights, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, they're going to the SEC. Next chance they get. Next chance they get, they are headed to the SEC. So, West Virginia fans, they may not like another West Coast edition. It is what it is. Um, We're their best option at the time. We remain their best option, and it's going to stay that way for a while. So I'm sorry if you're a West Virginia fan, but it doesn't really matter what they care or think about it. But I got to say, there have been some suggestions that the Big 12 and Pac-12 should be a case study in business schools for the future. And it is 100% true. It really is for different reasons. The Pac-12, when the Big 12 was coming undone, stayed stayed where they were. They thought they were fine. They thought it was about academics. And that was Klavkov there then. The Big 12 went out, got Brett Yormark, who has made these moves, who's looking at Big 12 Mexico. And if, by all means, if BYU, and I came out opposed to it, the more I thought about it, if BYU wants to play a home game, at the Azteca or in Monterey, which are both, Azteca is a very historic stadium. Monterey is a beautiful stadium. Both will be hosting the 2026 World Cup. If they want to play a game there, at a home game there, absolutely let them. And they basically came out and said they're first in line for it. Absolutely let them. There are a ton of Mormons. That would be great. Your mark has pulled a lot of the right strings he did the Big 12 Rucker Park thing, which seems to have been a success. Really cool addition. Klyavkov has been caught pushing back deadlines. He's been me at work when I when stuff's slow. Uh, we'll get this then. We'll get this then. Except at the end of the day, normally I come through with the stuff at work. Your uh, Klyavkov obviously does not. We're going to move on from Big 12 expansion for a minute and talk more Texas Tech stuff. This will continue to update day by day. Arizona and Oregon have got to be getting antsy feet, as does Washington, as does Utah, as does Arizona State. If their presidents are smart, they'll make the jump to the Big 12. And it is going to be an amazing conference. It's still unclear how it's actually going to unfold, how it's going to look. Can't wait to watch Baron Morton from Eastland, Texas, coached by his dad in high school, drop 500 yards, 50 points on one of the best cornerbacks of all time's defense. But the Air Raiders played their second game against the New Mexico team, the Enchantment. They got ran off the floor in the first half. The Enchantment were just insanely hot from deep. And there was a, and I didn't really get to watch much. I was coming back from Texas at the time, by the way, going back to Texas. 
on Sunday, West Texas this time mainly. But the Enchantment were just really hot from deep in that first half. And the third quarter, I actually got to watch all of the third. Texas Tech fought back. They cut it to what? An 11-point deficit? And at the beginning of the fourth, the Enchantment just kind of shut the door on them. It was over once you couldn't get anything going early in the fourth. It was pretty clear the game was ending. It was a lot of fun to watch those guys back, representing Texas Tech. Watching Kyler Edwards back there I thought was pretty cool. I mean, he was on the team for three years. Big part of our Final Four run, our only Big 12 title. It was really cool watching those guys. Um, Kevin McCuller, I'm not sure if he'd be as welcome back. Although... I think some ill will has faded after the Mark Adams stuff. I think TJ Shannon, if he ever plays on that team, obviously I hope they don't play on that team. I hope they go pro uh, in the NBA and don't get a play on that. But if they got the opportunity to do that, that'd be really cool too. It was really impressive to watch them battle. But end of the day, didn't really matter. Um, the enchantment got off to a hot start in the fourth, closed them out. Really good team. Uh, I kind of quit watching after that. I don't think the fan base came out to watch much after that one either. But in baseball news, and we do have some big news. Obviously, Mason Molina is heading to Arkansas. Brandon Beckel has been signed by the Phillies. And it started to look like it was going to happen for Texas Tech. And then it didn't. Um, it was a late signing, and a lot of the Phillies' overslot rates were kind of not there anymore. And it looked like Beckel could return, but at the end of the day, he got probably over 170k. I believe was the number. His slot value was 150k. I believe they paid all the overslot they had left on him. Can't fault the guy for making a move. You have way less leverage value. If you stay for your senior year, um, we're probably not in the NCAA tournament if it's not for Beckel. What he did against TCU, what he did against West Virginia, what he did against Kansas for a game, for Sam Houston State for a game, you're probably not in the NCAA tournament without Brandon Beckel. And then he closed out that crucial game against both UConn and Florida, staring down the nation's home run leader, Caglione. He had a great season this year. He stepped up big. Wish the best for him. And then there's another guy, Mac Hauer. And I'm sure I'm butchering that name, and I will get that right. But this is a huge addition. He has great velocity, and he could be a closer very soon for Texas Tech, whether he can step into that role this year or whether it be more of a trend and parish role. We don't really know, but if you watch him pitch, and I saw one guy point this out on Red Rare Sports, so I won't give credit there on the forum. He doesn't pull his, and then I watch his videos, he doesn't pull his arm back all the way. He doesn't go completely deep with his arm, and as recently as June, according to Perfect Game, he's touched 97 miles per hour with his fastball. And if you go on Perfect Game, look up the highlights. There's this one that it's a fastball, forces a swing and miss. Then he gets another swing and miss with a slider to get a strikeout. It is really impressive what he can turn into. 
and there's still a lot of people involved in pitching, not just Matt Gard or not just Gardner. This guy could develop into something special as a closer. So you lose a closer, you gain a commitment from a closer in Howard that he's not going to the Guardians. He'll be coming back to Texas Tech. Another guy, Gavin Jones, a left-handed pitcher, doesn't quite have the velocity. It, it was kind of tough to find highlights on this kid. He, There was some, but not much. I think the highest he's touched is either 91, 92 miles per hour, but he has good control of the ball. Um, Howard, by the way, was top 60 in the state, uh, Gavin, or in the nation. Gavin Jones was top 150 in the nation coming out of high school. So two big additions to the big to the Texas Tech pitching staff were expected when you saw where they were drafted, but nevertheless, huge additions. But anyway. Today has been an insane day for the Big 12. It has been a lot of fun to watch. And it's not over yet. It's just going to keep getting better. So from Colorado, I wish a very, very dark and good night to the Pac-12. And I look forward to going to Boulder in the morning and wishing a really good morning to Boulder. Reckon.